You are listening to Move With Radiance with Stephanie Dankelson, a podcast all about redefining your relationship to exercise, food, and your body by learning how to first redefine the relationship with yourself. Are you ready to discover your inner truth, your inner radiance? Because there is a more freeing way to be fit. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Move With Radiance podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Dankelson, and you have no idea how long I have been wanting to say that. I feel like I've been wanting to start a podcast for a really long time and didn't do it out of uh, fear, really, and kind of started this whole journey. Um, Some of you may follow my blog, but sort of started there And I think it was out of that fear of it's the safe way. And I don't know. I don't, I got my haircut, like chopped it a couple of weeks ago. And I don't know if it was because of that freedom and just kind of go for it attitude, but I was just like, you know, screw it. I'm going to freaking start this podcast. And I don't care if it's just my mom (laughs) following me for the first um, 20 episodes or whatever, but it's just one of those things I've always wanted to do. And here we are. So if you're listening to my very first episode, thank you so much for being here. And I guess I wanted to kind of start off by why move with radiance and why I kind of decided, decided to go in this direction and share a little bit of my story before we sort of jump into the main piece of the content of this um, episode. But I kind of chose Move With Radiance and, you know, this whole journey has sort of started from my re- own relationship with um, exercise addiction and disordered eating. About a year ago, year and a half ago, I sort of started this personal development journey and really started digging deeper into, you know, me and who I was and where I wanted to go in life and decided I didn't want to live this restrictive lifestyle anymore. And I was tired of looking in the mirror and hating myself and always being so critical of everything. And this sort of move with radiance uh, thought just kind of came into play where you know, it's all about reconnecting to our truth and redefining what that means. Because I think a lot of us hold on to these truths that sort of came from our past and things that maybe someone told us or things that we've sort of learned from school um, or things people like said about us and we believe them as our truth. And I think one, we define that, not anyone else. And I think by really holding on to and, and rediscovering what that means can really jumpstart our journeys into becoming the best version of ourselves. And so I think if we come back to this move with radiance where it's our inner truth, our inner light, and keeping that at the forefront of our brains as we live our life, we can really find this freedom. And so that's where move with radiance comes from. And I think that by looking inwards and figuring out, because it's, you know, I've been learning, it's really not about the exercise. It's not about the food. It's not about all of these things. There's these deeper, deep-rooted issues that we're holding onto that drive our behaviors around food and exercise. And so I think it's coming back to 
digging a little bit deeper, learning to feel our feelings and coming back to, you know, our truth and what we're defining it as. And by learning how to dissect those things, that's when we can really start moving forward and making decisions that feel good to us and not what we have to be doing, what we should be doing. So that's what this podcast is going to be all about, kind of diving into more personal development. I'll be sharing my insights and what I've learned over the years and kind of starting back with a lot of these blog posts that I've written and and dissecting what um, I've written about um, and kind of going from, from there. So this episode is going to be looking back at my very first blog post called What I Speak to My Best Friend This Way. And it sort of tells my story about my disordered eating and my exercise addiction and all of that and how I've you know started and, and where I've got to, how I've gotten to where I am today. And just kind of giving advice around how do you speak to yourself? And so that's where I want to start. <laughs> So, so exciting. Um, all right. So let's jump back to the beginning. I want to go over a little bit about, you know, where my journey with food and exercise sort of began. And I have struggled with disordered eating and exercise addiction for about 15 years. It's a long time. And looking back, I think it all began back in like seventh grade when I realized I wasn't fitting, you know, our bodies start changing and we go through puberty and all this stuff. And my body started changing and I realized I couldn't fit into my best friend's clothes anymore. So I, you know, I started getting those thoughts of like, oh, I'm fat, you know, and I think that's where it all started along with the strong, strong urge to want to fit in, you know, and I, I kind of went through that awkward phase, uh, braces and glasses, and I was really quiet and I was a good student and kind of got picked on for that. And I realized all the pretty girls got the attention from boys and, you know, they, it was all, I, I kind of associated looking good with fitting in and getting that attention. And so that's when I really started kind of dissecting, you know, the whole food piece of it. And then I started doing cross country and about, I think, 11th grade. And I think the running community, definitely very good. But my body type is a little bit different than, I guess, if you think, I don't want to, I don't want to put this standard of like what the traditional runner looked like. But at that time in my life, I associated being really thin with being a good runner. And so that sort of became my motivation and actually is the first time I really got involved with exercise was through cross country. And so when I paired exercise with like cutting back on calories and restricting, I did see weight loss. And so my mentality around it became, if I do X, then I will see what, that doesn't make sense. But if I do X, then I will see result Y or whatever. And it became my way of controlling, really. And looking back, you know, high school is really hard. College is really hard. And when I felt out of control, my way of feeling in control was restricting and exercising because it was really easy to know the end result of that. And that became my relationship for a really long time the restrict and, and binge essentially. 
I would go days with eating nothing or very little and spend hours upon hours upon hours in the gym. And then, you know, you can't do that sustainably for a long period of time. So I would restrict from all the things that my body was needing and wanting. And when I got my hands on a bag of cookies, I would eat the whole thing in one sitting and more. You know, all of my binging was done in secret. And no one knew. You know, I did a really good job for a long time of hiding that. And from the outside, it looked like I had all of my shit together. And on the inside, I was just miserable. I hated my body. I hated myself. I didn't know who I was. You know, when you're when you're making decisions based off of what you think other people would want, you start really learning how to people please. And when you get in those habits, you completely lose sight of yourself and what you actually want from this life. So I was making decisions based on what I wanted or what I thought other people wanted from me in college, you know, boys getting that attention, um, school, you know, it was just all, nothing came from, it was really hard for me to sit down and say, what does Stephanie want from this life? And, you know, I sort of learned over time, like I didn't even know what my goals and dream were, you know, what my goals and dreams were in this life. Like I didn't know what made me happy. Like I was so lost. And, you know, it was this state of constant comparison where you were looking at so-and-so who seemed to have their life together. So what can I do to be like so-and-so? And it was just, it was miserable, you know? And even when I would gain or like reach my certain size that I had in my brain, like it still wasn't good enough. And I had this sense of like, I just was not good enough. And it's a really hard <laughs> way to live. And to be honest, I think a lot of people struggle with this whole body image thing. And I think a lot of people, you know, look at society and the definition of what beauty is and what we should be. And, and we get into this circle and cycle of people pleasing and making decisions of what we think everyone else wants. And we just get lost. And so this is really why I want to share my story because I've been able to find some light at the end of the tunnel. And it is a so much more refreshing way to live. And I just want to share that with everybody because there's hope, I promise. Um, So a couple of things. I, back in 2011, I was, I was given this amazing opportunity to bike across the country with um, a group called uh, Bike and Build. And it changed my life, to be honest. And I think when I first decided to go on that trip, my first thought was, I am going to lose so much weight. And what I learned very quickly was when you're riding 80 plus miles a day, you have to eat. (laughs) So I think that was the very first time I really understood this fuel your body mentality where food had to be fuel. I could not like not eat and keep going. And I think that was the first introduction to learning how to do that. But then also, I didn't know anybody on my trip. So coming into it and, and from the beginning and then looking at the end result, I learned that if those people could accept who I was, why couldn't I? And I think that that trip sort of jump-started all of these questions. And 
over the years, I sort of, I guess when I really started digging into personal development is when I was able to look back and sort of watch my behaviors. And this food exercise, other things like alcohol or Netflix or these ways of a means of control. You know, we, I, I realized I was learning or I was using a lot of these things in my life to numb out or to not have to like think about X, Y, and Z or to control. And um, once I started realizing that it was okay for me to feel my feelings opposed to shove them under a rug, not deal with them, numb out by either exercising or not eating or focusing all of my attention on all these other things instead of actually dealing with the root cause. Um, once I realized that like it wasn't any of these things that I had a problem with, it was like this root cause that I was trying to cover up or not feel or not deal with. Once I learned that that was the thing I needed to deal with, that's when I started recovering. Um, <laughs> And it sounds, I'm trying, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, it was so easy and it happened overnight because it was a lot of work. Um, But I think that's why I want to talk about this. And I'm so passionate about all of these things is because I want to help you not have to go through years and years and years of trial and error um, like I did and get to like that root cause faster. So... What I had realized is for a long time, I was trying to cover up my feelings of not feeling good enough, of trying to, I think it really comes down to that feeling of of not feeling good enough. And when things got really hard in my life, my way of dealing with those feelings was to, to not deal with them. And that's when Habits like perfectionism and people-pleasing and numbing out and this disordered eating and exercise addiction, like all of these behaviors stemmed from not wanting to deal with that fear of not feeling good enough. And now I think what I've learned is that your feelings, no matter what they are, are good and valid, and they need to be dealt with. When we shove them under the rug and start covering up those feelings like, I'm just not going to deal with it. I'm going to watch Netflix all day, or I'm just not going to deal with it. Um, you know, let's obsess over food and exercise, or I'm not going to deal with it. So I'm going to drink, you know, or I'm going to (laughs) control. And that's another big, big piece that we'll get, we'll touch on that later because that's a whole other podcast episode. But it's coming back to, you know, why am I making the decisions that I'm making right now? And for me, it was to just not deal with what I was feeling. So um, I guess my takeaway is learn to get curious about what you're feeling. And when those feelings of not good enoughness, <laughs> I don't think that's a word, but it's a word for me, that those feelings of not good enoughness, like when you look in the mirror and you start picking yourself apart, like 
Where is that coming from? And rather than trying to shove it under a rug, learn to start just asking questions. And I think society makes it, and especially with social media, you know, having feelings, it's sort of looked down upon. And, you know, we try and post our best selves and try and, um, you know, any other feeling besides everything is going great is bad. And to be like, to be honest, I think it's bullshit. (laughs) And I think that's those like, you know, the, what I've learned the most is like, of course, like when I'm the most vulnerable and I actually talk about the things that are going on with my life, that's when I get the most, um, response. And I think it's because we're all craving this sense of like, I don't want to feel alone in this. And so when someone else starts talking about their issues, you're like, Oh, thank God. Like I'm not the only one struggling with that. And, um, I think that's like where we need to start moving because in order for us to heal, in order for us to truly move forward, we have to deal with those root issues and we have to start like, we have to stop making us feel bad about having those feelings. You know, it's so easy to, you know, I, the, I think it's a popular term in the personal development world, but like our inner critic, like where our inner talk tends to be the harshest and we have absolutely no problem putting ourselves down. And when, you know, when we start feeling a certain way, it's like, oh, you're not good enough or, well, you suck or you're fat or you're ugly or da, 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 da. And it just kind of spirals out of control. And when we start feeling those things, that's when it's really easy to turn to mechanisms to like shut it off. So that's kind of the title of my post in this episode is, would I speak to my best friend this way? And I think this is a really awesome first place to start when we're um, looking at how we speak to ourselves and how to start getting curious about our feelings. First thing, if your best friend came up to you and said that way, to stop and say, okay, would I speak to my best friend this way? If the answer is no, then maybe reevaluate how to speak to yourself. And you know, maybe start getting curious about why you're feeling that way. And I think that's just a great first step. And maybe instead of calling yourself fat or ugly or picking apart your eyebrow shape or your nose shape or da-da-da-da-da, find one thing that you really like about your body and focus on that for a second. And see what that feels like. Because it's very, it's a really magical thing when you can start looking in the mirror and noticing that beautiful thing about yourself and going off of that. Try it. And this, I still struggle with that. I definitely still struggle with that. And I think that that is something that will never really go away, you know? But I think the difference is learning when to recognize that it happens and to like shut it off before it gets too deep. 
And when we can start noticing those things, that's when we can start making changes. That's when we can start like being vulnerable with ourselves, learning that like it's okay to be feeling whatever it is you're feeling, but let's get curious about it. And we don't, and like, let's not go down the rabbit hole of like shit talking yourself, you know? And I think when we can start there, that's when the relationship with ourself can start really changing. And that's when we can start, um, I think that's when like we can actually start making decisions that feel good to us rather than what we think would be better for everybody else. Because when we start working on our relationship, when we can start making decisions based on what feels good to us, when we can step back, when we can start saying no to things that don't feel good, we can show up as the best version version of ourselves for the people in our lives. And that's uh, like, when we can show up as the best version of ourselves, that's, I think, the best way we can help other people. Does that make sense? Like, if you're constantly showing up from a place of fear or you're constantly showing up from this place of like, what do I need to do for everybody else? You're actually not giving the people in your life that you truly care about the best piece of you. And I think when we can do that, that's when we can best serve other people. And so I think for some people, it feels really selfish to focus on yourself, but that's where it needs to begin because that's when we can really just show up. So (laughs) I was kind of a long-winded story, and I feel like I touched on a lot of different pieces, but I think what I really want to come back to is this idea of starting with how you speak to yourself. Just start noticing. You don't, and, and I think, you know, with personal development and when we start making these changes, especially for like these type A personalities or these people pleasers or the people that I tend to, um, I feel like, uh, jive with the most, like our personality types, it's really easy for us to beat ourselves up over personal development. I find myself doing that all the time, but it's like, it doesn't have to be a certain way. You can define what this looks like and you don't have to beat yourself up or, or like mark off points for not doing it a certain way. You know, this is all up to you. So just start noticing. And if you can start noticing and, and can stop yourself from going down that rabbit hole, that's an awesome first step. That is great. <laughs> so pride yourself of that. Like, Be excited and try finding one thing that you really like about yourself and go from there. And remember also, <laughs> you're not going to love yourself every single day. And I think that that's another whole topic. So whatever feeling happens to come up, just know it is valid, it is good, and it is okay. And that's all. Okay, (laughs) so lots of things. So I, I hope that was helpful at all, and I hope that you can take something away from, from this. And I'm really excited to bring you new episodes I'm going to try and post one um, every week and sort of kind of go back and 
retouch on old blog posts. And I will post this, a link to this blog post in my show notes, which is something I've something else I've always been wanting to say. I have my own show notes now. Um, and then I think maybe a couple of other resources that I found helpful throughout this journey. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm really excited to share this process and my journey. And I hope that this kind of gives you a sense of like, you're not alone. There's a light at the end of the tunnel that we've all struggled with. We all struggle. And that, just know that the, the things that you're seeing on social media do not tell the whole story. And it's really easy to get into that comparison trap. Anyways, thanks so, so, so much for being here. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys um, being on this journey with me. And I hope you have a great week. And we will, I'll be around. Bye. Thank you so, so much for listening and for being here with me. If you want more resources, pop on over to www.stephanie-dankelson.com. And until next time, stay radiant.